Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on what Senator Ben Ray Lujan's health means for the Senate. Number two, where things stand on Russian sanctions. And number three, we've got some news. The canvas is expanding. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The biggest story in Washington right now is that business in the Senate has practically, not even just practically, has is going to be ground to a halt um, in the wake of Senator Ben Ray Lujan's uh, announcement, uh, his office's announcement, that he suffered uh, a stroke. Yeah, Um First of all, uh, you and I and Brez, we all know Ben Ray Lujan and uh, have covered him for a long time. So uh, hope he hope he um, recovers and uh, we're thinking about him and his family. Um, but uh, I, there are impacts here uh, that we need to examine um, both for, you know, the Democratic leadership and just Washington as a, a generally Um Let's just say this. Uh, Chuck Schumer does not have a working majority without Lujan. Um, It's a 50-50 Senate. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like that reality, but it is. So right now, without Lujan, the breakdown is 50 Republicans and 49 Democrats. Um, We do not know how long Lujan's going to be out for. Anna, you and I will remember... Mark Kirk and Tim Johnson, both of them had strokes. Both of them were out for quite some time. Um, And, uh, you know, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but until he's back, uh, Democrats do not have a working majority in the Senate. Um, Any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think these health issues like this are always as you said we, we wish the best you know for his family uh, and for him and is a speedy recovery but it put, is really put into focus when you have such a tight majority um, you know that these things often take time it's it's not days to recover right you know in both the, the cases of Mark Kirk the Republican from Illinois and Tim Johnson the Democrat from South Dakota who suffered strokes I mean it took them months to return to the Capitol and so uh, let's just talk a little bit about the impacts here I think some are you know most people would probably understand and some I think there's some bigger questions here, right, for the Biden administration writ large. So, yes, if you look at just kind of like in the minutia, Commerce Committee Democrats have already had to delay the consideration of three nominations this week because the chair, Maria Cantwell, can't get uh, those those uh, those nominees out of the panel without him. Uh, you have you know, obviously not much hope for Build Back Better uh, as it is stands now, given Joe Manchin's comments. But, you know, without a 50th vote, it doesn't matter if they pared it down to one thing that was originally in the BBB. It's not going to be able to move forward. I mean, the bigger kind of things, you just kind of go down the list. You seek America competes. You know, can Joe Biden do anything? I mean, he's underwater and on so many polls. They were just trying to do this reset moment. And this really, I think, puts them um, on the back foot. The big thing that I'm thinking about um, and that Brez and I were John Bresnan and I were talking about yesterday is the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. Um, in the immediate. Obviously, Biden does not have a nominee. He's not. Unless, I mean, he might have one in his head, but he's not announced a nominee and we don't have any inside information on who he will choose. But 
and and by the way, uh, Lujan is not on judiciary, so it does the first steps of this process can go forward without Ben Ray Lujan. But if he's anticipated to be out, if they if for if, if for months, I don't again we don't know, but. Um, Democrats are clear they want to move quickly, and obviously this kind of situation shows why they need to move quickly. Um, uh, so if uh, does this impact who they choose, right? Does this impact, does the Biden administration feel like they need to now go for a candidate who will garner Republican support, right? I mean, Ketanji Brown-Jackson did get Republican support. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Lindsey Graham, um, when she was up for a circuit court spot, um, but that's not the Supreme Court. M Michelle Childs, all of a sudden, the Michelle Childs, who has the support of Lindsey Graham and uh, potentially other Republicans, does Michelle Childs look more... Um, uh, appealing to a, a Biden administration that wants to get a Supreme Court justice through and uh, would need to do so, perhaps, again, we don't know, but might need to do so without, de with 49 Democrats. It puts them in such a different position, right? Because up until now, you know, kind of, yes, there's been some charm offensive and, and reading of the tea leaves of where Republicans are, but now you're looking at, you know, obviously these lower... Uh, circuit nominations and votes. It's a totally different ballgame when it comes to the Supreme Court. Just because they got, you know, support in a previous iteration doesn't mean that the, they're going to get the same support in this lifetime appointment. Um, you know, and it just kind of, again, you've, we've seen started to see some of those interactions between uh, the Biden administration and Republicans, Joe Biden having a, a phone call with Mitch McConnell, um, you know, on, on, on judges and on the Supreme Court nomination. But I mean, it really puts them in, in a place where, you know, a week ago it was like, yeah, Democrats don't need Republicans, right? This is going to be the easy one if there's going to be the next, you know, kind of court pick because it's a it's a liberal justice that's going to be you know being reappointed in that same spot it's not as if it changes the balance of power on the court actually that's right um but you know supreme court nominations have changed i mean we don't we know this but i mean like listen supreme court nominations used to be an 80 an 80 vote proposition people used to believe that a president is entitled to choose who he wants to the Supreme Court, and Republicans and Democrats would back that person based on their 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 qualifications, not necessarily their judicial outlook. We've heard about 80-vote 80, 80 Supreme Court nominees uh, getting through the Senate. That's not the case anymore. I mean, I, I know a lot of people pine for those days and think those days should exist again. I, 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 I hear that, but that's, not, that's just not the reality. Well, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Ukraine. Uh, interesting dynamics here where you have key Senate Republicans, including Senator Jim Risch, the Republican from Idaho, who are involved in negotiating, negotiating this Ru Russian sanctions package. But there's some interesting reporting uh, that we're picking up on this split in the GOP conference about whether or not people should actually support this sanctions package, even though they're actively negotiating on it. So, yes, Republicans are suggesting we, we kind of chased this all day yesterday. We didn't know if it would come together. Uh, it clearly came together. Um, uh, 
Republicans are are a f- there's a few dynamics here. Let's just lay out where they're what they're talking about. So Republicans want to sanction Putin immediately um, before an invasion. Democrats don't. The White House has been pushing hard. We reviewed this yesterday in our midday edition. The White House has been pushing hard against initial, you know, pre-invasion sanctions is what they're calling them. Uh, they, they can get a deal, we think. Um, uh, Democrats are pretty, you know, Democrats understand the pre-invasion sanction strategy. Um, that doesn't mean they're for it. So, but what we keep hearing is uh, wh- why should Demo- Republicans give Democrats cover on this um, when they believe Biden has mishandled the crisis? Now, this gets into tricky territory for Republicans to be so um, uh, outwardly political in a sense, I would guess, um, on this issue. Uh, but, you know, th- this is the reality of the Senate these days. And I-, I kind of think that Republicans will come along, but they need 10. A- and... Um, uh, to overcome a filibuster, and, I, and frankly, without um, without uh, Luhan there, maybe they need eleven. Um, so uh, that's the reality that that McConnell and um, and Schumer are dealing with. We'll have to see if this comes together. Democrats and Republicans are hoping to come to a deal this week on sanctions, um, as this situation in uh, in Ukraine kind of comes to a boil. So, and and, and also, it's important for. Uh, it's important to show unity. I think I think both sides realize that that the American voice can't be split on this, so that they see that as a dynamic too. Well, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, and this is some internal news for us that we are super excited about. A year ago, we launched the Canvas Punchbowl News' anonymous survey of senior Capitol Hill aides. Uh, you've heard us talk about those findings throughout the past year, gotten some really interesting uh feedback and in and just kind of insight into what top aides on Capitol Hill are thinking on key issues. Today we are excited to announce, Jake, drum roll please. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the Canvas K Street. And this is a basically a, an expansion, a second survey that we're going to do under the same umbrella of the Canvas, where we are going to try to really get at the issues driving business and industry in Washington. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we note this morning, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on lobbying every year. And um, we are looking to dig into what corporations and their lobbyists believe and all on a, a range of other downtown kind of influence related people, what they believe, how they consume information, what kind of information they consume, what their goals are, everything like that. I mean, we this is an industry that um, or a sect of Washington, an expensive sector of Washington that doesn't have a lot. We don't have a lot of insight into. So we're looking to do what we did on Capitol Hill, where we have a mass of people Um we're looking to kind of expand that to uh, to the downtown sphere and to the corporation sphere. Anna, you've covered this stuff for a long time. So, I mean, maybe you have other thoughts about why this is important. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I think it is going to be one of the most indis- interesting things that we do because you're really going to be able to get – you know, a sense of, of kind of, you know, because we, we grant anonymity uh, to these folks who participate. And, you know, we're talking about everybody from those that are working in-house at companies at the senior level to those working at networks such as labor unions and associations, as well as higher guns at lobbying and public affairs firm. But what they actually really think, not what they're telling their clients, not what they're, you know, talking about at drinks or at coffee, but really trying to get a sense of 
who thinks, you know, things can move on certain issues, where there might be sentiment uh, that isn't actually public. What can we know, you know, earlier than maybe it comes to fruition? And also to kind of, I think, compare and contrast what that sentiment looks like on, uh, you know, you know, either vis-a-vis the, the 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 senate the senior aides in on the capitol right so that's also i think going to be one of the interesting things is where where there's disconnects between industry and the hill versus maybe where there's more alignment than might be uh actually first anticipated you know we're doing this i just want to say again powered by the independent polling firm locust street group they've been a great partner with us and so we are starting to uh Get folks signed up for this. If you think that you uh, qualify to be one of those senior uh, downtown players, you can sign up here. We have a double verification uh, that we are going through right now, but we are going to be putting out our first uh, of these surveys in the next couple of months. So we're really excited about it. And and, uh, anonymity is guaranteed. So uh, please be eager to do this. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.